pray that you would pour out your spirit upon us this morning, that you would give us ears to hear, that you would give us minds which can seek after you, Lord, and hearts that can receive you. I pray that you would place your words in my mouth, Lord, and that you would speak to us today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is so good to see you all bright and shiny on this beautiful day. Uh, It is getting on that time of the year where uh, teenagers begin to wear funny clothing. Right? You know what I'm talking about. They start wearing caps and gowns. Right? Is that what you thought I was talking about? I don't think so. That's right, yeah, it's graduation time. It's coming up real soon, right? So they, they put on these funky-looking hats and these big, like, moo-moos, and then they, get, they walk across the stage and they get presented a diploma, right? And what does that mean? What's that all for? Come on, you've all been there, right? What is it for? Recognition, yeah, that's right. Graduation, yeah, it's a, there's like closure, it's like an end of that chapter, beginning of a new one, there's a sense of authenticity or authority that's conveyed upon you when you graduate. Uh, there's this, this real coming of age kind of thing that we do in this world. It's a sign of maturity, expertise, and preparedness, we hope, right, at best, right, that's what it is. Well, you and I are in school together too, that's what this is. Right, we are in school, we are in session, you are seated here at uh, Emmanuel Episcopal Academy for Excellence in Christian life, right? That is what we are doing here together. Uh, we are people who are coming together to sit at the feet of God and hear what he would share with us. That is what church is at its best. It's a time for us to get an education. And you and I need an education for our job. You know why? That's right. We have to go out in the world and share. And according to Peter, we have a pretty big responsibility. Because in 1 Peter, he says that you and I not only just have to go out into the world and share, you and I are priests. Right? You didn't think you were getting that this morning, did you? So you come to church and somebody tell you you're a priest. Right? You and I, we are all priests. And not only just priests, right? But we are, according to Peter, a royal priesthood. Now, in the Episcopal Church, in order to be a priest, you have to graduate from college with a bachelor's degree. Then you have to go through a selection process. Then three years of seminary to get a master's degree. Then you're ordained by the bishop. And ultimately, you're unleashed on an unsuspecting congregation. Right, that's the way it works, right? We have a real formalized process by which uh, we ordain our priests. But according to Peter, he universalizes what we make exclusive. Peter takes that exclusive kind of order of priests, you know, the people who dress funny, stand in front of churches. He takes that and he says, no, it is not just the property of certain people. It is the property of all believers. You, me, Peter... We all stand on equal footing before the Lord as his order of priests. The purpose of this priesthood, the purpose of this grand job that's been given out to all of us through faith in Jesus Christ, the purpose of this priesthood, according to Peter, 
is to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, and that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now the beauty of these two job descriptions is that they're just loose enough to allow individual interpretation. They are just undefined enough to allow us to adapt those to the circumstances in which we find ourselves. And so let's focus on these two areas. Let's study what Peter might be saying to us through this. Well, the first one is to offer spiritual sacrifices. In the Jewish tradition, the priest would offer sacrifice for, sacrifices for the sins, and, uh, sins of the people and also thanksgivings for them as well. Right, so here Peter calls us to offer spiritual sacrifices which are pleasing to God. What might those be? Anyone think of any? If you were going to offer sacrifices to God, what might they be? Broken and contrite heart. Broken and heart, that's a great one. Prayer and fasting, Prayer and fasting. excellent. Anyone else? Song? Absolutely. Come on, we're in class, remember? <laughs> People in the back of the room, you can't get out of it. What was that? Serenity, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks and praise, absolutely. Uh, these sacrifices that we offer to God, service, love, forgiveness, selflessness, not... Uh, Stewardship, right? These are all things. Worship, these are all things that we offer to the Lord. They are all sacrifices that we offer to God. And they are all things which please Him when they are given with a heart that loves the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the other part of this that we, is that we would proclaim the mighty acts of Him who rescued us. So, how do we proclaim God's mighty acts? Come on. We tell our story. That's right. Absolutely. We call that bearing testimony, right? Sharing our testimony. Anything else? Our actions. Absolutely. Actions speak louder than what? That's right. You can't say Jesus loves you and kick somebody in the butt and expect them to listen to you, can you? No, it doesn't work that way, right? Our actions have to be in line with our words. All right, what else? Justice and mercy, absolutely. Compassion. Compassion, way to go, Bobby. That's right. This life, this life that is lived to uh, testify to the mighty wax of him who rescued us, this life looks, it looks, it looks like our lives, right? It looks different, it looks diverse, but it will share certain elements. It will be a life that is faithful, a life that is pointed toward the Lord. It'll be a life of service and sacrifice, of love. Missions, we didn't even talk about that, right? Because sometimes, in order to share the testimony, in order to share what God has done, we have to leave our home. We have to go. Somebody has to go and share that hope with people across the globe. These are the things that we are called to as the royal priesthood. And we take our cue in this ministry... From the true royal priest. Anyone know who that guy is? Jesus, good. That was a, that was a, like, that was a hanging curveball for you all. Right? Just waiting for you to smack it. Jesus, that's right. He is both king and great high priest. He is the one who showed us through his life what it means to love. What it means to live in righteousness. 
and what ultimately it means to sacrifice. And that is the life that we model our lives after. But while we might be a royal priesthood, Peter makes it pretty clear that we need to grow. Right? We begin, he begins in this passage by saying, Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. We are people who we encounter Jesus Christ. And when we encounter him, we are, what is the expression, born again? Right? We are born again. And, and what does a baby need? Right? What do these babies who are here need? Are they on their own at this point? Food. That's right. What else? Diapers? No, oh, guidance. <laughs> guidance, yeah, and diapers too. Right? Us new Christians, we're, we're messy. Right? We need support. We need assistance. We need food. But we need to grow. We need to grow. And Peter taps into that. He says, you all, when you accepted Christ, were infants. Long for the pure spiritual milk. Tap into that source. Be fed and grow and develop into mature, faithful, responsible, witnessing royal priesthood folks. This growth and development, this progression of our spiritual lives, is actually something that is beyond our control in many ways. It's something that is outside of our grasp to be able to do. We can't, like a baby can't make itself grow, can it? It can't think growing thoughts and then kind of like do it, right? Like, oh, I imagine myself as, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, right? And just kind of get there. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, it's this, it takes an external force working inside our lives to bring us there. And that is what Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, does within us, is he grows us up. Our responsibility is to be faithful to him, to seek him, to put ourselves in situations where we will be fed, to show up at the cafeteria to get the meal, right? To show up and to be nourished. What are ways that we as Christians can um, make ourselves available to Jesus? What are some of the tools we have? I'm depending on you. Scripture. Scripture, absolutely. Bible study is a great way to get connected with the Lord, to make ourselves available to Him. Both as a, excuse me, as a group Bible study. I get excited about Bible study. I can't even talk. Right? As a group Bible study, which we do here, or also individually, studying the Word on your own. You all have the, the gift of the Spirit which can allow us and guides us in those studies. Okay, what other ways? So we got Bible. What else? Fellowship. Absolutely. We come together. This thing, this Sunday morning thing, what do we call this? Worship. Worship. Yeah. And you all are doing ministry right now. You all, as a royal priesthood, are doing ministry by being here worshiping the Lord together. Because I am encouraged through your presence. We are encouraged through one another's presence. We are built up and strengthened just by having everybody here. You all, by sitting in that pew, are serving the Lord faithfully. Anyone ever tried to sing a hymn with like three people in the room? Right? In a big empty church? It's not easy, is it? Unless one of the people sing is Pavarotti, right? And then that makes it more helpful. But for the most part, it's hard. But if you get a few hundred people gathered around who know the hymn and sing it, how does it sound? Well, mostly good, right? Yeah. Unless I'm singing. Right? It sounds good. There is a beauty 
that happens when people come together in groups to worship the Lord. And so that's what we do here. It's the ministry of the assembly. Okay, so what other ways can we, uh, can we grow as well? What other tools can we have that will bring us into the Lord's presence and allow us to be built up by him? Unity, absolutely. Praying. That's a biggie, huh? Praying is that conversation we have with the Lord. Praying is that thing where we come into God's presence and offer up the things that are on our heart, and we receive from Him His words to us in return. I know it's hard. It's hard. The sacraments, absolutely. Receiving the sacraments, being a part of baptism, confirmation, uh, Eucharist, all those kind of things open us up to God's presence and God's working in our lives. They are all tools by which we make ourselves available to Jesus Christ. Service. Wow, you guys just keep going. That's right, service. We serve each other, and in serving other people, we often see the face of Christ right there before our eyes. It's absolutely true. Now, unlike the world, the church is not going to give you a funky hat, a robe. Well, I guess. They'll give you, they might give you a robe. You might get lucky, right? Or a diploma. Right? We don't have the same kind of graduation thing as our, as our youth do today. Right? We don't have that same thing. And the reason is, is because we are called, we never get to graduate as long as we're alive. It's kind of like we're stuck, you know, repeating the eighth grade. Right? We never get to graduate. Our lives as Christians, we are called to be lifelong learners. We are called to be continually coming to the classroom to receive from the Lord what he will give us. That is the Christian life. There is no end to it on this earth. We are continually growing in our knowledge and love of the Lord. The graduation ceremony, if there is any, is at the second coming of Christ, which didn't happen yesterday, but will happen at some point, right? The Lord is coming back, he is returning, and he is coming to welcome us home. And at his return... There is a thing called the final judgment. That's where God looks at your life. He looks at your resume. He looks at all that you have done, all that you have said, all that you have thought. He looks at that all and puts it before him. And then since we have committed our hearts to Jesus Christ, his blood and his righteousness wipes away all that brokenness which has been in our lives. And what is left are those things that we have done for him. Those works, those righteous things that we have faithfully done, done those, those uh, spiritual sacrifices and the bearing testimony to the mighty acts of the Lord, those are what remain. And then when he looks at those, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. That is our graduation ceremony. That is the time that we look forward to. And that is the reason we love our, live our lives now faithfully is because we know that there will be a time in which our works will be laid bare. And we want to offer to the Lord who has offered us everything, our lives in exchange. So may we be people who continually come to the Lord to receive from him what he would give us, to receive from him the words that he would like to implant in our hearts, to grow and then to go out and to bear testimony, faithfully witnessing to God's goodness in our lives. May we do that today and always as a royal priesthood to the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for making us a royal priesthood. 
Lord, I thank you for calling us from our various and diverse backgrounds, Lord, to come and to minister to you, Lord God, to minister to the people you have placed before us, to share your hope, your love, and your resurrection, Lord, with those around us. I pray that you would put your words inside of our mouth, Lord, that we would be able to have the words that we need, Lord, to speak to people who are in need. Lord, help us to continually grow in our lives. May we continue to seek you. May we continue to avail ourselves of the tools you have provided for us, Lord. And may we grow this day and forevermore in our knowledge and love of you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.